one of my favorite Coffee Shop Conversation guests is here again. She's Sarah Tiedemann, Third Angle New Music's Artistic Director and also a flutist. Third Angle's exciting new season is already underway and Sarah will tell us all about it. Our next two episodes are special. This one is two, but but we're marking episodes 400 and 401 (laughs) with a very personal story from Dave Fleshner about recovery. That's 400, an inspiring look to the future from Ms. Etta, Arietta Ward. That's 401. But first, let's welcome back Sarah Tiedemann. Welcome back to the Cafe at Artichoke. Thank you. I'm so happy to see you and be here. I'm glad to see you too. Um, so the last time we talked, you were, you were all excited about the season, upcoming season. Mm-hmm. So it, that's, that's over. That is over. On to so, the next one. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, how do you feel about it? I have to say last season was the most exhausting and fulfilling thing. They go, they I've go together. Done. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Um, it was nice. It was our first full season with our new executive director, uh-huh. Carissa, um, who's amazing. And, you know, it, I think it was our first full season back uh-huh. post-COVID, whatever that means. Right. Um, and we really went for it. And, you know, most of the shows were sold out. And it was just wow. this huge feeling of community that had been lacking for so long. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I... I just felt, yes, exhausted and exhilarated by the end of the season. Yeah, I, I bet you had a great feeling of accomplishment. Absolutely. Absolutely. You almost forget what it's like after so long to have so many people in the room. Oh. Um, and also what what it's that feeling of putting so much work into it mm-hmm. and then having that day that's just <clears throat> exhilarating beyond anything you'd even imagined. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite of, of all of them? Yeah. What? I mean, 10, the Philip Glass, on yeah. The roof. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I know, I know. Yeah, um, you know, that that was such a kind of crazy evolution from uh-huh. this little kernel of an idea that I got to um, uh-huh. where it ended up. Yeah. And it felt like the whole thing was unfolding in a way that was meant to be and oh, almost outside man. of us. I understand. Um, I understand. And yeah, and seeing it, I mean, the spruce goose is such an imposing. The Hercules. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, it's proper name. It's not even made of spruce, I learned. And, so It's funny because I, um, I have a tendency whenever I see it to pop up to watch the aviator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's Scorsese. Yes, of course, and, and Leo. Uh, Good Leo. old Leo yeah. <laughs> DiCaprio. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got deep, deep, deep into researching Howard Hughes and, oh, you know, the, the... Way of the future. Yeah. Way of the future. Yeah. Way of the future. Boy, that, way of the future. <laughs> <laughs> that guy had a rough time of it. Um, yes and no. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was the financial advantage right. he was born into. Right, and um, the women. And the women. Oh, yeah, yes. there and the women. Right. <laughs> I'll give you that one. All wanting to take care of him. Yes. Well, and... You know, the Ava Gardner wanting to take care of, 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 of I think, you know, of, of uh, Howard Hughes. Man. Yeah. Jeez. Poor guy. Poor guy. Although <laughs> there was the, you know, sitting naked with OCD and. <laughs> there was that. Yes. <laughs> there was some bad times. Yeah, he had some rough times, but 
Maybe it balanced out. I'm not sure. Hard to say. It'd be yeah. interesting what he thought at the end. Yeah. Well, yeah. the the main character in 1,000 Airplanes on the uh-huh. Roof uh-huh. is uh, named M and is um, losing their mind over the course of wow. um, the uh-huh. show just uh-huh. with alien abduction and is it real yeah. or yeah. there drugs involved? You yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, although everyone I've spoken to has developed their own theories. Sure. Um, but that parallel between the character and then this this looming um, example of of the grandness, the grandiosity uh-huh. that uh-huh. that being a little outside the mental norm can create. A little. Yeah. Okay. A lot. <laughs> um, it just it felt unreal. It almost felt like his ghost was in the room. It was just a crazy really? experience. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. At the when and you were in the plane? Yeah. So we were under the tail oh. and it was really interesting because um, I took a few photos mm-hmm. at the the dress rehearsal um, and this weird little double rainbow appeared on just on the tail. Oh, my God. Right above us. Oh, no. Um, and I didn't notice until I looked at the pictures later, but it Ooh, just felt eerie. Yeah. 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 Oh, geez. <laughs> Yes. Hi, Howard. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a little kooky, so yeah. I, I choose to Hi, be. Howard, we're, 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 we're doing good by you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he would have liked it. I really do. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 Jeez. <laughs> so, what a great season. Yeah, very excited about this Jeez. season. Very, very excited. Oh, yeah. which one? The last one or the one coming oh, up? Both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still, I'm still kind of reveling in last season, but you Good. know, and you trying always to carry will. that. You, you always will. Yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, that, and that was, was a your. Magical... That was your really your first season with your, your stamp on it. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah my predecessor yeah. had planned part of the season when I came right. on board, right. and then COVID hit. So. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't call last season normal because we're all adjusting to getting back to things. But right. um, I guess that was, uh, you know, in air quotes, mm-hmm. normal. Um, and it, it just felt amazing. Can can you point to anything that you may have learned during last season? Oh, a lot of things. <laughs> One um, would be fine. <laughs> okay. Well, how do I narrow it down? Um, okay, five. I think, uh, I think, well... One of the things that's so magical about what Third Angle does is that we do these site-specific shows. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think every season we learn different things attached to that. Mm -hmm. It it seems like an infinite number of things you can uncover with the complexities of doing a a different kind of show entirely in a different location Uh each time. Um, So... I would say one of the things that was so cool about this show was that it really connected me in a deeper way with the acoustics of the space we were in. Uh-huh. Um, and I think as we're planning locations, that's going to be on my mind even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it had a, a six-second ring. I think we, we counted. We played the last... Um, the last note of the piece, the and then it, it rang for six more seconds. The Philip Glass mm-hmm. piece? Wow. Yeah, that big airplane hangar. I know that, but the music itself is always is always repeating to mm-hmm. begin with. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And we were lucky to have 
we had Brandon Coward, who's the most incredible uh-huh. sound person uh-huh. I've ever met. Um, and so the way he utilized the technology and the, the speakers and all uh-huh. of it to uh, um, hang on to that precision of the glass motoring by without yeah. letting it get muddy uh-huh. um, yeah. and coupling that with this crazy ring in the room that I did is beyond That's, explanation. Yeah. Yeah. So that really, um, that, that got me, you know, sure. right in the chest. And yeah. so, um, I've, I've spent a lot of time, you know, through the past several seasons thinking about the themes of the pieces mm-hmm. and, and how things coalesce with space in that way. But man, acoustics are just at the forefront of my mind right now. Oh boy. Jeez. So the new season's already begun. Yes. <laughs> sorry. Head start. Sorry. That's okay. We started early this year. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, w- I would have had you in here earlier. Sorry about that. That's okay. That's okay. We, yeah. we kind of had a soft launch with our Decibel series starting. Why do you call it that? Well, so it's actually at a bar called Decibel Sound and Drink huh? in, in downtown Milwaukee. Um, and it's... Uh, owned by a family of audiophiles who build speaker components and have the most amazing sound system in there, which actually they're upgrading even further now. And really good cocktails, I have to say. (laughs) And nachos, the brisket nachos. Really? Brisket nachos? The brisket nachos. I'll be right over. Are a a site. They have have the layered ingredients, so it's not just all on the top. Oh, Um, but I digress. Uh, so last season, that series was devoted to percussionists. Um, mm-hmm. We had four shows with percussionists. And then this season, it's all electronic music artists mm. um, and a really diverse cast of them. Uh, so we started early and we did two of those shows. And actually, our fall half of the season has more decibel shows. We've mm. kind of front loaded those. Mm-hmm. And then um, a lot of the concert series and studio series mm-hmm. is in um, winter and into spring. What kind of electronic music? Because there's all kinds, and you know, uh, uh, and sometimes they're hard to pin down. Yes, I would, I would say so. But that's your job. That is my job, <laughs> and I like a lot of different things. So sure. this is just a mishmash. This is uh, they. It's uh. electronic in some way, and um, the first artist we had is uh, called Casual Decay, and he does uh-huh. more. Um, kind of ambient music. Mm-hmm. Um, like an Eno kind of thing? Like, kind of. Um, he His background is actually largely scientific, and huh. so um, you can hear that influence in his music. Um, huh. And, you know, he spoke a lot about nature and, and the interaction between nature and music and playing around with harmonics. And huh. um, so that was a very cool way to kick things off. Yeah. And then... As I mentioned before, we work with this sound guru, Brannock Howard. Yeah. He's incredible. And so he did the second show. And he comes at it from a different angle. He does, um, tends to do more kind of quiet music. He did a show with us a few years ago called mm-hmm. Habitat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's music that makes you feel very present mm-hmm. and and somehow draws you in to listen more closely than you might regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also has this background uh, teaching at Grant High School. He teaches huh. um, in the the, the students' um, audio production program. Uh-huh. So it was cool because there were elements of, of sound and his own art, but also he included 
kind of educating the audience on specific words related to hearing sound in a deeper way. What, and, what, what, and like what words? I knew you were going to ask. And well, now I can't I'm sorry. Any of them. I know. Can I look sorry. them up it's and okay. send them to you later? <laughs> okay, don't worry about it. It's all right. Concert days when I'm not playing, I just get yeah, so I'm... into the logistics. No problem. It's fine. <laughs> they were really good, though. You're just going to have to yeah. trust me. But he had broken up the show into those sections, and uh -huh. he had the audience repeat the words and wow. then kind of incorporated them into the uh -huh. music. Uh -huh. um, and then... Some sort of weird call and response kind of thing? Kind of, but just yeah. one word at a time, and then yeah, yeah. music in between. Yeah, yeah. Wow. it was really cool. Huh. And then the next one is Amenta Abioto, who's now calling herself Yawa. Uh -huh. um, she does a lot of kind of looping and uh -huh. playing around with a lot of different instruments. Um, she sings. There's kind of a almost a theatrical component to what she's doing. Mm -hmm. um, it tends to tell a story. Uh, and then we have a group called um, duo called Methods Body that might fit more Methods in Body. Methods Body. That's yes. not with an apostrophe. No. <laughs> the word me method with a, just method an S. Method with an S. Yes, and then Body. Um, Methods Body. And they probably fit. What the hell does more. that mean? <laughs> You'd have to ask them. <laughs> it's very cool though, and it, it yeah. maybe fits in the more um, the new music genre, mm -hmm. more of what you'd expect. Yeah. 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 Huh. And that uh, that runs until when? I mean, it's it's running now. Yeah, we did the two show first yeah. two shows already, and Amenta is coming up, and I have to look up the date on Method's Body. But oh, okay. yeah, definitely front loaded. All right. Why'd you do that? Why do we do the Decibel series? Or? Yeah. Why'd you front load it? Oh well, you know, some of it's about artist availability. Oh yeah. Some of it always. Um, yeah, always. Yeah. Uh, Decibel actually opens on a night that they're closed just for us. Oh. Um, so, you know, we work with their availability, artist availability. Right. Right. It all just okay. the pieces somehow fit together yes. every season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's been kind of nice um, to kick it off in that way. Since we do such diverse programming, it is nice to have a little extra time to spend on the shows in the second half of the season that have maybe more moving uh -huh. components that uh -huh. we're, we're handling more personally. So this is a front-loaded lineup. Yeah, it's, I love <laughs> it. I love it. I think this is a good, we actually started earlier in the summer than normal too. So our programming has uh -huh. been, it's been close to year round. The past you, think it, you think it'll end, end up being year round? I don't know. We're still playing around with that. Yeah. Um, you know, summers are hard. I think a lot of groups are playing around with that. The same way mm -hmm. restaurants are dealing with whether or not they want to have their outdoor seating still. Right. You know, we had right. to have summer programming so things could be outside previously. Yeah. And right. then it's, right. do you go back to an indoor season? Uh -huh. You know, you have to work around Portland's weather. So that can be challenging. Yeah. Um, this year then, it's been, it's been like old times here. Yeah. I moved here in 97. And what we've got now is exactly like it was when I moved here so many, 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 many years ago. Yeah, maybe a couple degrees warmer, but the the, the alternation of, yeah. you know, the sudden turn to the rainy season and yeah. <laughs> the sunny season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been lovely. It was, a, it was a, aside from a few heat waves, it was a nice gardening oh, year. Oh, it was, it, was, it was delightful all year. I mean, those, those few days, I mean, it was like three days that we had 100. That was nothing. Yeah, we had that weird May thing that yeah. happened but yeah, yeah it, it's just yeah. i love portland in the summer i love portland all the time there's that <laughs> there's that area from eh, 
January to March where you're just kind of oh, yeah. over it. But oh, the rest yeah. of the oh, year, yeah. I love the rain March. and all of it. March. It doesn't. It doesn't. The weather doesn't change until the Blues Festival. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing about you know '80s Portland, as I remember, we always used to worry: Will it stop raining by the time the Fourth of July fireworks right. happen? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just I just put a set together for my radio show on on rain songs. Oh, nice! Got Big Joe Turner singing. I get the blues when it rains. Oh, do you yes. get the blues when it rains? I get the blues all the time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> rainy I go or go off and on. R- rainy or not. <laughs> I go back and forth. <laughs> okay, so um, after this decibel series is over, what happens then? So. Um, in only a few days, we have a concert with Hannah Penn and Maria Garcia. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's at Curious Comedy Theater, so that's our oh, first time my. there. Is that on? That's on MLK, right? Yep. That's been there forever. Yep. I did an Oregonian story. Oh wow! <laughs> that's how long it's been, and I've been at the at the Oregonian since you know ninety nine. No, no, but two, around two thousand five. Yeah. I, I sort of came back for a little bit. It's a cool but, spot. Yeah, cool. always has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet is, is the same woman still running it. What I is her name? I can't remember maybe her name. Changed hands. Oh, really? But I'm okay. not. Yeah. I yeah, didn't know anyone yeah. there back then. But right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you know. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. It is a nice space. Yeah, it's great, and the show we're doing actually um, is really fun and really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of breaking down the feminine stereotypes that happen Mm -hmm. in vocal music Mm. um so you know if you think of an operatic singer Mm -hmm. you probably picture a poofy dress and someone pining for a man on stage (laughs) (laughs) tends to be the theme i don't mind that (laughs) there's a place for it you know um but i think as we're kind of analyzing Mm-hmm. womanhood and personhood and mm-hmm. what all of it means yeah. um we have this opportunity to explore outside just the poofy dress and yeah. pining for a man nice. um and you know hannah penn who's the vocalist on this show has the most incredible range in her voice and um she's a mezzo she can sing extremely low like down into the contralto range oh my god um so we have a lot of different um, different music as far as actual the voc- actual vocal technique uh-huh. and range. Um, but also, you know, in the spirit of the venue, we're playing around with style and she has some more um, traditional works like, well, traditional, you know, as much as Third Angle does traditional. Yes. Um, uh, there's a piece by Argento uh, uh-huh. that was um, a Pulitzer Prize winner uh-huh. back in, I think it was 1975. Uh-huh. Um, and then we have, you know, a newer piece by Sheila Silver that has kind of a like a jazzy, I want to uh-huh. say cabaret, but, you uh-huh. know, more the vibe of Curious Comedy Theater. Yeah. Any I, jokes? <laughs> I don't think jokes. I mean... <laughs> I don't think jokes, although there are some definite moments of levity in the music, but it's, um, you know, it's featuring the text of these rebellious um, women, queer women, Mm -hmm. um, Virginia Woolf Mm. and Gertrude Gertrude Stein. Stein. Yeah. I I knew a guy in Baltimore who lived in Gertrude Stein's old house. Oh, my gosh. It was full of old 
pinball machines and cats. And I got one of my most favorite cats from him <laughs> who was born in Gertrude Stein's house. Amazing. That's ama that is a crazy, crazy anecdote. It is. Very, very um, appropriate for this particular week. Yeah. 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 It's just really fun. You know, you think of the spirit of those women and then you think of, of this analysis of, you know, um, like queer joy and and gender stereotypes in music and mm -hmm. all of it and being able to link what are what are older texts, you know, linked to this history of, uh -huh. of femme rebellion yeah um and then having it it kind of juxtaposed and married to contemporary music yeah. it's been really cool and i have yeah. to say hannah and maria are just knocking it out of the park we're also there's also text in between and so they'll do uh -huh. readings in both uh -huh. english and spanish are between. you playing in that i'm not it's oh, just okay. voice and piano yeah what are you playing are you playing in, in any of the decibels i'm not playing any decibel no. shows but i have um, program myself a solo show this season Whoa, at the end of January. Oh my God. I've been trying to have one of our players play a solo show every season yeah. and I figured I needed to do one myself. So sure. this is the year I will be doing Everybody one. needs to do a solo Everybody show. Everybody needs a solo show. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Wow. What are you going to do? Well, um, it's called Atmospheres. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of uh, flute and electronics. Mm. Um, and I'm also incorporating my wind synth, my iwi, just a little bit that I uh -huh. learned to play for the glass. Um, uh. So it's a lot of, um, it's called atmospheres because it's it's linked to sky and kind of the ethereal world. Uh -huh. um, so there are some pieces about smoke and wildfires and there are also a few pieces about kind of souls in the ether. Oh. Um, the the centerpiece of the show is called Horai, and it's um, about uh, this. What's that word? Horai. I spell it. It's a Japanese word. H O R A I. Oh. And hopefully, I'm huh. saying it right. Huh. Um, the well, nobody would know. Yeah, <laughs> somebody will know, and I'll <laughs> well, hear about somebody, it. Somebody. Yeah, um, right. <clears throat> so there's always one. There's always one <laughs> or more. <laughs> but I'm trying. So um, that piece is about this this mythological magical place um where the air is dense with souls Ooh, that you can breathe geez. in oh my um God. so that has actually a video of smoke in the background uh -huh. um and i but not a smoke machine not a smoke machine we're doing that show in new expressive works and uh -huh. i think I might asphyxiate everyone oh. in there if we had a smoke machine. <laughs> not a good idea just a video this time yeah all right yeah huh. So how did you how did you find that piece? Um, interestingly enough, um, there's a festival called Music on Main's um, Modulus Festival mm -hmm. up in Vancouver, BC. Um, Music on what? Music on Main is the organization. Oh, uh -huh. and it's the Modulus Festival. Modulus. Modulus. What is that? Um, like modular synth, modulus. Oh, okay, like, gotcha. Um, well, it's not. Synth. I don't know what that means. It's but not it's synth okay. based. I mean, I yeah. guess I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't name it. Um, <laughs> so uh, the Canadian government is so supportive of the arts up there that they yes. fly in presenters wow. to see the festival in hopes that Canadian artists um, uh -huh. and composers and performers uh -huh. will um, have their music played by others. And so, um, oh my gosh, your Twin Peaks theme on the phone. I love it. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> did not turn the, the, 
ringer off. That's perfect. On my phone. Um, so because it, it just it's just let's look at it this way. Oh, I think it answered. <laughs> it's I, it's I it's celebrating mm -hmm. the first time you were here. Yeah. And we discovered that we were both Twin Peaks fans. Absolutely. And the rest of the conversation went out the window. We, yeah, we kind of went <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> we're trying to keep it in check. We'll talk about Twin Peaks after today. <laughs> yep. Okay, so let's yeah, get back to so, this piece. Yeah. So this piece. Um, so uh, I visited once, and then our, our previous executive director visited a couple of times, I think, and our newer, newer mm -hmm. she's been there a year and a half, but executive director went last year, and mm -hmm. I'm actually going again this year. Wow. Um, so uh, I think it was when Lisa, our prior ED, went mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. She, she said, you need to see this piece. Um, Hmm. And I did, and it's amazing. So, is it always with flute? It's with flute. Yep. Okay, so it's written yep. for flute. Written for solo flute. Ooh. Yep, solo Ooh, flute wow. and and electronics and video. Huh. Is there any improvisation? Um, not really. It's kind of okay. aleatoric, so it's flexible. Uh -huh. Um, so you you know you're always putting a substantial amount of your own interpretation into a piece like that. That's uh -huh. not really metered exactly. How does that work? Um, well. They represent the notes on the page um, uh -huh. in different ways so that, you know, if, if you have 16th notes, they're beamed uh -huh. um, and they'll maybe make them beamed in such a way that it, you can see that they're speeding up. The notes will be closer together and huh. then go farther apart if you're slowing down. Uh -huh. um, so, you know, there's there's. Also, you know, I'm playing with a track. So in some cases, there... Oh, you are? Yeah. Ah. So in some cases, there will be clicks and you're kind of being flexible within the clicks or uh -huh. there will be aural um, cues you're listening for and being flexible uh -huh. above, uh -huh. in which case there's usually another line under the flute part with just certain uh -huh. chords to listen to uh -huh. or like a certain electronic whirly sound comes in at a certain <laughs> spot. Um, uh -huh. But it, it requires... At least for me, a lot of extra practicing beyond if I were playing with piano or something. Huh, huh. Yeah. Is that more? Is that more challenging? Yes, I think so. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it would seem like it would be easier. Maybe some cases it would be because you have so much room. You know, you think, mm -hmm. oh, if it's if it's hard, you could just slow down there. But um, listening that hard for things, especially coming out of a speaker while you're playing uh -huh. or having an earpiece in it's just this whole other dimension of listening that has to happen even well to a certain extent you're inventing in real time wow. your interpretation and it changes based on you know what room you're in what speakers how long talking about acoustics yeah. how long the ring is in the room you know your ability to hear and the way you would interpret something is different and where will you be doing that? That's at New Expressive Works, so 8th okay. and Belmont. Yeah. That's kind of our... What, our in, what in Belmont? 8th. 8th and Belmont. Oh, that's interesting. Belmont. Yeah. That's interesting. Kind of by that bowling alley. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's where we do our studio series. So mm -hmm. that's kind of the... That's our one home base yeah. that we go to over and over again. We love playing around with that space. I'll bet. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Well, that sounds really exciting. Yeah. Picked out my outfit yesterday. Did ready you? To go. What are you going to wear? <laughs> I'm not telling. All right. <laughs> I'll be very um, airy. Let's put it like that. 
In my outfit, not my tone. <laughs> the tone will be focused and lovely, I hope. Jeez. And when will that happen? That's the end of July, of June. <laughs> Which month starts with J? Um, the end of January. Ah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So what else is coming? Um, well, it, interestingly, speaking of that modulus festival, uh -huh. um, at the year I went, the composer in residence um, was named Nicole Lise. Uh -huh. Um She's amazing. She's written for Kronos Quartet and... Um, her music is played pretty widely, especially across Canada, uh -huh. um, and I'm excited to introduce Portland audiences to her. Um, she's known for working with what we're calling the concert glitch, and I think of her music uh. as largely glitchy, so she does a lot of stuff with Turntable, which is not on this concert. Glitch. Glitch. Also not that's on this That generally has a negative connotation. But it's good here. I'm sure. <laughs> it's really good. I'm sure it is. Um, but, you know. There's I mean, that's what's interesting about it. You know, you wouldn't. Yeah. You know, what is that? What kind of glitch is it going to be? Is it so, going to like, you mean, is it, is it a mistake? A glitch is a mistake. Well, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, there's also that, I think of it as like a glitch in the matrix, you know, that kind oh, of yeah. like uh -huh. altered reality, take uh -huh. a snippet and play with it. Oh, like, nice. Um, and that's what she's doing. She takes um, little video or audio, often video, and she'll take a small bit of it and she'll kind of glitch the fragment of it and then uh -huh. compose music around the fragment. And she really plays around with kind of pop culture as well. I think of her uh -huh. almost as like a musical Andy Warhol. Really? Um, there's And it, like portraiture kind of thing? Yeah. It's, well, in a... That like pop pop vibe. Mm -hmm. um, the okay, this piece is not on the concert, and you're gonna be sad. But I'm gonna send you a video of it later. She's written um, different piano etudes along with movie glitches. Really? Um, and she had to pull the pieces. She didn't say why. I'm I'm guessing it might have something to do with licensing, or I don't uh. know. I'm just guessing. But um, what was it? Well, she has these Lynchian etudes. Oh boy! Yeah, and yeah. and I think Scorsese. Are they all Angelo? Um, no, it's just little glitches from I think. Oh, she like, wrote them. She wrote them. It's, it's, and it's she, her interpretation. Yeah, of it. she's oh, taking geez. glitches from the movie. Like there's a Mulholland Drive. Uh -huh. um, there are a bunch, but she glitches um, video with uh, actors speaking uh -huh. and she'll take just a line and a little fragment uh -huh. and you know she'll take the video and and zoom in till it gets to a single window pane so she's breaking things down into these tiny little wow. abstract pieces so glitch is a verb and a noun yeah yeah wow. i would say so uh, do huh. you listen to radio lab i have okay. certainly there's an episode um that's about music and the um the segment that really stuck with me has a woman recording or something and listening back to it. And somehow this fragment gets stuck with her saying, her, I think it was her speaking, saying, sometimes behaves so strangely. And as it loops, it turns into music where it would have just been spoken word. Oh, um, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. And it feels like that. In, Is she going to do something like that? Um, so the, the pieces we're um, yeah. including... Um, one so it's Maria Garcia playing piano and mm -hmm. Chris White playing percussion. Mm -hmm. um, 
One of my favorites is the Filthy 15. I don't know. Do you remember the the Filthy 15? It was a thing. No. Um, the evangelicals had identified, I think it was in the 80s, um, <laughs> particular artists who they thought were disgusting. Like oh, Prince. Prince. Um, oh, yeah. That so it's kind of an homage to these oh. <laughs> Filthy 15. <laughs> That's funny. Who else was included? Do you remember? I, I'll have to show you. Okay. I'll, I'll look it up. That's okay. Um, Prince <laughs> is the one that stuck in my head. Well, Prince sticks in everybody's yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, fair, yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, and then the there's the other two pieces that are called Dancist and Black Midi, but it's mm-hmm. that same kind of vibe. Those are for both piano and percussion, playing mm-hmm. as a duo. Um where it's this little kind of surrealist, very Lynchian video, and then it's it's broken down into it's almost more Lynchian. Oh boy! <laughs> if you go to one show, I feel like that would be okay. that would be your show. <laughs> That's funny. Well, and yours. And my, I mean, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I was thinking the other day. Um, uh, since I have been doing my radio show, uh, pre- preparing it and, and sending it in, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not hasn't been live for for since before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and it has its, its its ups and downs. You know, I mean, good good points and bad points. Mm-hmm. You know, my song to song transitions are perfect mm-hmm. because I can make them perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I've been and I've been writing out my voicers. Yep. You know. But I never did that when I would just go to because I loved going to the radio station. Yeah. I just went, I, I love radio stations beyond anything else, and uh, and because you, you you just you're playing something and then you decide to play something different afterwards and you throw mm-hmm. take that out and you throw a new one in and then you come out open the mic and not know what you're going to say. Yep, it's wonderful. It's really great. Yeah, but I found out. I mean, I discovered that uh, if I if I if I flub. I just go back and do it again. Yeah. You know? yep. And then I thought, no, no, this this sounds too prepared. You yep. know? So I occasionally leave flubs in, you know. So everybody makes mistakes. Absolutely. Have, do you remember anything, any time that you, you made a mistake that you had to, and what you did? Oh, my God. When have I not? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, then what do you do? What do you do if you make a mistake? Oh, wow. It really depends on the context. Does it throw you off? Um, less so now. Oh, yeah. I, um, I can see that. You know, yeah. in my youth, the early years of playing. Yeah. Yeah. Used to, you know, I, what I always tell my students is, uh, you know, at, at this point in li- my life, maybe I've played three million notes. And yeah. so if I miss one, it's one among the three million. Yes. If they miss one, you know, it's one among it's a, a couple tra- thousand it's a tragedy and then, yeah and it's a tragedy yeah. yeah so i can let them go a lot faster uh-huh. um the the one time it really can still throw me off is when i memorized oh. um because if you if you haven't done your due diligence keeping every single thing separate uh-huh in your mind and also what do you mean everything's separate like if i've learned a passage of 16th notes and i can Mm -hmm. only play them if i've played the previous set of 16th notes i'm screwed if i lose that first set of them um so everything has to be learned in these little tiny pieces Uh which is a good way to practice anyway um but then also you have to really latch on to the form 
because something might do something twice, but it's slightly different the second time. Uh-huh. So I'm constantly tracking where I am in the music. Uh-huh. And I've gotten better at that, too, throughout the years. Uh-huh. But that's kind of the most precarious spot. Um, the The goal and what I've gotten to at this point is if that happens... I can I can almost sort of make something up that sounds like the mm-hmm. piece to get back to it. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say mm-hmm. I'm a good improviser, you know, I can't play jazz, but mm-hmm. I can I can do that. I can have the right scales in my fingers and uh-huh. migrate back to the piece. Wow. Huh. This it's, and and and, uh, it's, and you've played long enough that it doesn't you might get pissed off at yourself. Yeah. Cuz everybody does that. Yeah, that's most but, of it now. <laughs> but yeah, I know, I understand. Uh, I'm I'm my worst, uh, you know, critic. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that may not be true, but anyway, there's people, <laughs> other people who don't like me. But um, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, you know, so it, it's it's well, it's great that it, it doesn't throw you off. But I'm sure there must have been times over the years when you were a young player that it did throw you off. Absolutely, and I'm, yeah. I, it does throw me off sometimes. Yeah. The worst is when you're playing long and you have this moment. You've been concentrating really yeah. well and playing really well, and yeah. then you think, "Oh wow, I'm playing really well," and then oh, it's geez. over. You're gonna miss something <laughs> as soon as that pops into your head. It's you, the next passage. Something's going Is horribly that wrong. True. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it's not just me. We talk about it. It's a, it's a thing. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting because I definitely. I'm someone who yells at myself and I think most musicians, that's the personality, you know, we're just a walking collection of imposter syndrome. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, if I, if I had an, if I had a dollar for every, cause I, I I record on my voiceovers and then I I just keep them with the rest of the show in, in folders. If I had a dollar for every, every time I have, I have used terrible profanity at myself <laughs> yeah. because you know you you get up in the morning and you've got you've got to you know you do a show and then sometimes you nail them just nail them yep. from the beginning all of them don't have to do anything sometimes you can't get it right yes absolutely i, I have no idea why that happens do you i mean one, i have no theories no i mean it's the same with you know i'm a basketball player fan in mourning today oh, yeah, Spoiler, just, <laughs> it was gone. time but um but it's the you know they get they get in a spot where they can't hit a free throw so yeah, it's yeah. just humanity and one of my goals to try to get around that is that at some point i realized you can only have one thought at a time uh-huh. you know this whole idea of multitasking you're just jumping back and forth between uh-huh. different thoughts you're uh-huh. not actually uh-huh. doing things at the same time yeah so if I'm on stage, I can only think think one thing at a time. So I try, as soon as something that's not helpful to me um, pops into my head, I try to cover it up with something else. Um, and if if I'm doing what I want, that something else is me singing along with what I'm playing. Really? The pre-audiation, we call it, where, you're, where you're just a tiny fraction ahead of what you're playing so that you're, you're manifesting what's going on in your head. But that's the goal. Once the words start, it's really frustrating. God, musicians are weird. <laughs> that is <laughs> correct. <laughs> they can do things nobody else can. Mm-hmm. We can. 
Inclu- <laughs> including berate ourselves just yeah. to the nth degree. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, there's so many, so many times on, on there are folders, you know, in there where I, I, I just cuss myself out. Yeah. Just, just horrible profanity. And yeah. just because. <laughs> yep. <laughs> How can I do that? Why did I do that? Yep. At least if it's on, on the radio, on a podcast, no one can see your face. We have oh. to not make a face, and I, I'm an eye roller, oh, and it's right. so hard. Oh, oh yeah. I never, never considered yeah. that. If you're performing live, oh, my God. Yep. It's, oh. It's rough. My, one of my teachers, my teacher in college, Michel DeBost, he had this story about Jean-Pierre Rampal, you know, uh-huh, the, sure. the um, holy grail of flute players. Sure. Uh, just completely eating it. In a concerto, just horrible. And he, but he was super poised, and he carried Uh himself like he didn't realize he'd Uh just messed up all over the place. And he went to this after party, and Ron Paul just charmed the hell out of everyone, (laughs) and everybody forgot that he just sucked it up. So there is a huge element in live performance too of you know how you carry yourself. It's not just am I playing the right notes even though you really want to it's also like am i creating the experience that i want to be creating for people yeah and you have to let go of the part that you've practiced at home uh-huh. um and just try to be in the experience yeah. to make sure that's coming across ah jeez. yeah it's hard isn't it yeah <laughs> being a musician's hard what yeah. was i thinking any kind of performing is mm-hmm. you know uh well, so what else? You got, what you got, else? Anything you want? Yeah, any, we any, have any other sh- uh, um, events that you want to tell me about? Yeah, we have two other um, events. Another is our studio series show, um, uh-huh. Rabbit Rabbit Radio. <laughs> have you heard of the band Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum? No, it's the best band name. <laughs> Sleepy Time Girl Gorilla. Oh, Sleepy Time Gorilla. Yes, museum. Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum. Yes. That's a pretty good name. It's a fantastic name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I uh, first got familiar with them in grad school when a friend um, uh-huh. burned me a CD of theirs, which I realize is not legal. Um, <laughs> you know, we all had, Who we among all had us? our CD folders. Who among us? So um, it turns out, uh, you know, I'm an Oberlin grad. And uh-huh. we love our fellow OBs. So this is an Oberlin band. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Carla Kilstead is um, the person who probably the audience is most likely to have heard of because she's mm-hmm. a violinist. Uh-huh. Um, violinist and singer. And um, she and her husband have this group, Rabbit Rabbit Radio now. <laughs> um, and they kind of remind me, she kind of reminds me of a Caroline Shaw type figure mm-hmm. where she's kind of doing her own thing and and mm-hmm. singing from her soul while yeah. she plays uh-huh. um and the music the music has sort of a bjork like element to uh-huh. it uh-huh. in that it's very intelligent but also beautiful and accessible but you know it takes these little um turns that you don't expect all of a sudden there's it's uh-huh. gone from um like a siren song to there's a bluegrass element in it. You know, wow. she, she just, she and her husband both are just so creative. Uh-huh. And I saw her, um, a, a more, 
I don't want to say traditional, a, a contemporary classical piece that yes. she had written for the International Contemporary Ensemble uh-huh. a few years at the Big Ears Festival in Knoxville. Uh-huh. And she's just an incredible musician. And it turned out after we decided we wanted to bring um, Rabbit Rabbit Radio for a show, mm-hmm. Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum is reuniting. Oh, boy. So, you know, all my 20-something dreams are coming true. <laughs> so <laughs> both ensembles are going to be there? Or it's, it's the it's same, the same Rabbit, people? It's just Rabbit Rabbit Radio. But, oh, okay. But okay. The, the timing is really yeah. exciting. And where is that going to be? That's also a new expressive works. Uh-huh. That's the others. Uh-huh. That and Glitch and my show are the three yeah. studio series yeah. concerts. Wow. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. And then we have one more. Yeah. Our final show of the season uh-huh. is on the concert series, which is the more um, site-specific, yeah. um, bigger, bigger, not big. I don't like the word bigger. More it's okay. involved. All right. <laughs> bigger is Harder fine. shows. Um, <laughs> and more complex. More complex. Let's go with that. <laughs> it seems like they're all complex, but yeah. yes. Um this is our first year of having a guest creative director. Ah. Um, so uh, from our Sanctuaries show, um, Daryl Grant's um, chamber, jazz chamber opera that we ah. did a few years ago. It was about redlining in the Albina. Oh, yeah. Here oh, yeah. Uh, he's going to be on this podcast next week. Oh, yay. Tell him I said hi. Yeah, I will. I love Daryl. Um, so there was a dancer mm-hmm. in that performance named Darian Lohman, and he blew our minds. And so we have invited him back this season. And um, the whole idea is to give other curators a chance to use our um, knowledge and platform and mm-hmm. funding mm-hmm. to put together their own show mm. so we give them a budget and we give them support as far as like what venues could work mm-hmm. here are some contacts um mm-hmm. but they put together their budget <laughs> we keep track to make sure they're spending <laughs> it right um but they get to come up with a theme and collaborators and um, venues they'd potentially like to use and mm-hmm. so um darian's show is um dance based because he's a dancer mm. he'll be at body box and uh-huh. it's um constructed around the way um different frequencies affect the human body really um wow so He's he's also working with a performer in town named Kennedy who goes mm-hmm. by Mad Composers Lab. Um, <laughs> so I I know the gist of what he's doing, but this is one of those things where I'm looking forward to seeing it come to life yeah. from outside of myself. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, we're excited uh-huh. about this. We also had a call for um, artists for the next season. And we'll be going through proposals pretty soon for that. Oh boy. Yeah, it's a fun wow. new program we're doing. Why? What a great job you have! I do have a cool. You job. have a great job. I do. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, everything has its challenges. It's a complicated job, but right. having an opportunity to to not only be creative, but to you know be surrounded by other creative people, mm-hmm. and to even be able to ha- trust people and hand over the reins to them mm-hmm. is so unique and cool. You know, if I had sat at home and written down, what would I like to do in a job? This would have been it. I mean, wow. yeah, I That's really lucked great. out. Congratulations. Why, thank you. Boy, oh boy. 
Hey, it's been great to have you here again. You, it's, we I, have, we I love catching up with you. I know. We haven't had a chance to talk about Twin Peaks, but that's okay. Well, you know. <laughs> we, did talk, we did sneak Lynch in. We did. <laughs> we did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Have a great season. Thank you. Know, you. And uh, thanks for coming in. And, and uh, like we, I always like to end these things by saying, that's entertainment. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>